1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steeler's such Down Under. I'm Matty P with Marky D. We're sorry we're a few minutes behind, folks, but maybe that's helped you get home so that you can watch us live rather than having to listen to us in the background on your commute home from work or in the car. Do make sure you don't touch your phone. It's important to practice safe driving. And if you're listening on the audio side, well, it doesn't really um, matter that we've gone a
2: little bit later, but we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hey, doing, Marky D.
2: Hey, man, I'm doing really well, mate. You know what time it is? 8:42 a.m. in Australia. Uh, good time to talk about Steelers. So, so I just, you know, kind of woke up like a few minutes ago, but I'm doing really well. Our team's doing really well, I think, even with a really tough start. And the the Fire Tomlin crowd is very quiet. I think we have some winning ways ahead of us. I think we have an easier schedule coming up, but we have still got to go out there and play some football. I think the team overall is getting better and getting healthier. Um, there's a chance we can go to the playoffs. Like there, there, there really, really is. If we can win this game, a few, a few pieces go out our, our direction, um, the Raiders lost yesterday in that dramatic fashion with Baker Mayfield running down the field 98 yards. So that helps out the Steelers too. That's one team that they probably will miss the playoffs. Now they're pretty they're, they're one game behind us. So um, I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready for the next five games to be honest. Now, even if we don't make the playoffs, we need to enjoy the five games and the. Just watch the progression of the team because they're getting better. They they started out pretty pretty trash. Let's let's, let's not be, you know, let's be honest, well, right?
1: Like I, uh, yeah, like they're getting better.
2: As you like to say, you're saying there's a chance. You always say always a chance, me, mate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they're,
2: they're really actually they got a real
1: shot here. Um, they do. and I think everyone <laughs> will probably tell when they're listening live to this show or on, on, on the audio side how Boyd, Mark, and I are, and we we've sort of kept this undertone coming out of the buy of, like, if they can get it together, if they can get it together, if they can get it together. It's just, it you know, and, and we go back to a couple of weeks ago, the narrative was all about stacking wins. um, And that's that's really what it is about now for the Steelers. It is about stacking those wins. And it's just each week. Just take each week. That's all you've got to do now and worry about yourselves. Um, They've got enough AFC North matchups, obviously, to close out the season. Obviously, one of those three matchups um, comes this week against Baltimore. But it's as you say, Mark, like with the Raiders, we talked about when we predicted the record at the start of the season. Remember I said the Raiders game will be really interesting. Either the Raiders will be in the mix and there'll be a challenge or they'll fall on apart. It'll be a big game for Pittsburgh with the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. Right. And will be the one charging into the playoffs. And literally that's how it's shaping up now. Right.
2: Like if, if, if if that if that game right is meaningful for a wild card or possibly AFC North playoff implications, it's gonna be one of the best games ever. I'm really hyped about the Christmas Day game or Christmas Eve game, Steelers versus Raiders and the Immaculate Reception and the retiring of Franco Harris's jersey. I think it's gonna be a fantastic game, to be honest. Now, a lot of things have to go our way, but there is an actual chance, right? There's a chance that if Nine games goes it goes our way. The Ravens lose out, the Bengals lose out, and we win out pretty much, right? And the yep. Browns lose one game that on Christmas morning in America, the Pittsburgh Steelers could be holding the AFC North title in their possession for the next two weeks. Now, will that happen? I don't know. But there's more of a chance that those playoff implications can happen in that direction than going the other way to tank. Well, and, right? and so
1: I talked about this on War Room at the start this week of like, you look at the schedules for the rest of the teams in the AFC North, particularly Bengals and 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 Baltimore. And Baltimore, with everything going on, it, it's not an easy run for them. The Bengals are in are in a bit of a better spot. Um, mm, I agree, but yeah. but the Baltimore, you know, do have a real a real sort of I guess challenge, not just in Lamar's out, but to run home and when they've got the different teams um, finishing up. I think they. Th- up against the Bengals in the final week of the season, that becomes a real problem. you kind of love for that game to be a draw or for Baltimore to pull something out and win that one, right? You know, like after losing a bunch. Um, so I, I think that's kind of an interesting storyline around that. But the other thing that I I was listening to um, Chris Carter from Pittsburgh Post Cadet, um, Pittsburgh Post Cadet, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, <laughs> Cadet, um, this week and I don't, I I like him obviously he's ex BTSC as well. So, um, you know, it's probably the only show that we're really like to cross promote, but he, he was talking to a colleague of his, I think it's Josh Taylor, but they were talking about the narrative around everyone sort of talks about Mike Tomlin being a player's coach instead, like he's been very serious. And Arthur Motes apparently talked to Chris Carter about how, when they, you know had to win seven games to make the playoffs back when Motz was there, it was a very different Mike Tomlin in the dressing room. And you saw that video on social media last week about the guy yeah, that, that yelled out to Mike Tomlin in the <laughs> tunnel. And Mike told him, basically told him to get effed, right? A very Australian thing to do. Everyone in America is uh, freaking out. We're just like, it's a pretty Aussie thing to do. It's like, save my work.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like, get stuffed. But... And even the fan took it well. People
2: came out and said it was rude and all. The rest I thought of it. the fan reaction was great. I thought he smiled and was like, "Oh, yeah, he bro. loved it,
1: man." Man, <laughs> if you or I yelled out to Mike Tomlin and he said that to us, we'd be like, "We'd love that because he's focused, right?" But yeah, I, it's I, kind I don't of mind. interesting it's with that... this narrative, right, where they're now like, and they were talking about this. They're like these mean stealers. They've got a pardon the pun. They've got this steal to them now, right? Uh, of just we got to go and win out, hmm. and. I thought it's kind of an interesting narrative when you think about the fact that some people are like, oh, he's a player's coach. He doesn't take it seriously. He's not going to be hard on them. And even, even, I, even I've sort of talked a little bit about that narrative in the, you know, earlier in the season. But when push comes to shove, it's professionalism. It, it, it's hard-ass sort of stuff. And it's been really great to see, particularly because long-time listeners of this show, and we've got many of them in the live chat, like, you know, your J.A. Devils, your Sean Matterhans, your Martin Malones, you know. They've been listening to this show for literally years. We've been seeing you in the live chat. And we talked about back when the Steelers went eleven and zero that they are winning games, but they, don't, they didn't have any grit. They didn't know how to win the tough games, and that it was a concern going into the playoffs. Mm. And they showed a bit of grit last year against the Chiefs before it fell apart. Before you know, Deontay dropped balls, and the Chiefs were just a lot better team, right? Yep, they were. But but what I find really interesting is that. This season, we are winning the close games. We do have the grit to close out games. And so, Mark, I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, Mike Tomlin and the grittiness, um, the grittiness being showed by the team and, like, why, in some ways, for me, I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, in some ways, for me, I'm kind of like, it's less about the record now as long as you're in the playoffs and it's more about what you're going to do when you get there. And I think back to things like the Immaculate Reception and I think Mm. back to when the Steelers had to win out on the road through the playoffs um, in what was it two thousand five? Where they had to go go on the road the whole time to get to the, and to win the Super Bowl. That's the Steelers that that we're used to. It's not these what, Steelers that have to sit in their home home stadium all the time and get fifteen wins and like blitz everyone by thirty points.
2: What I can't understand is a lot of people want like a lot of people want this team to go to the Super Bowl, right? You know, and I've, I saw a few comments on the internet or on YouTube somewhere. It was like they want the team to go to the Super Bowl, get a Super Bowl win. And they're like, well, Mike Tomlin should be fired if he doesn't do that. But they're not realizing what's, what he's... The, the, the team he has right now is the youngest offense in the league, the rookie quarterback, no Big Ben. The O-line stunk at the start of the year, and it still needs a lot of work. And also, everything we're saying, they all still need a lot of work. They, they, they're in, in most uh, categories, they're still ranked 28th, 27th in off, off, offense, right? They're 7th in like time possession. But everything we're saying, they still have to get better. But they're getting better, right? And the thing is now with this, if if there's still those comments out there and saying, "Well, Tom, um, you know, not having a losing se- season means nothing." Well, it does mean something because where they got this team from, two and six to now five five and seven, after by a three and one, a chance to beat Baltimore that's winning five games in a row. That's like an uptake. That's like that's getting positive and getting better. And if we can finish the season, the Steelers can finish the season. Nine and eight, or possibly ten and seven, if we run the table the next five. That I'm not saying it's head. coach. It's not like a like coach of the year, but it's pretty much like don't write the comment that fired Tom because he because he's awful. He's a good coach, and he's he's getting. Where the would they be? Where would they, where would they be if they didn't have Mike Tomlin? I don't. I don't know. But I'm just starting to think like you can't. Some of these people in the fans instill a nation, and I'm not saying you know why. I Always when I say still fans instill a nation, it's not the guys that go to the game. Like when, when you and I went to the game, right? All of those fans don't even go on social media you know what I'm saying they kind of yeah. just like go and watch the game they go TV and they're just ready to cheer the team all the time. it's the ones it's the 5% that represent like the guys on social media that say Mike Tomlin's a boss he's awful get rid of him this yada yada yada. but if he walks away if he walks away this season with like pretty much what the the, the Mike Tomlin haters would say it's a it's a rebuilding season okay and he walks away with a, a positive record, they're still not happy because they want the higher draft pick. But at the same time with a higher draft, but you can't change everything in a day. This to me, we've talked about this from since day dot when we started the podcast, we said there was something missing. There was a winning culture missing. And maybe that was with Big Ben's age near the end and and he tried to win games and couldn't relate to the players and stuff like that. But there was a culture missing. After the, the last few games, and I hope they can continue it, they're building that winning culture again. They really are. They're finding ways to win. And they're getting players involved like Connor Hayward and those dudes um, on the offense and and getting him the TD for you know in Atlanta and stuff like that and, and Benny Stoll's running better and Najee Harris wants to win. He got asked about the playoffs the other day and he said, oh, "I think we've got a chance." So without, And without he's got Tomlin- to believe and he's got to believe.
1: And you know what I don't I don't understand is the haters at Mike Tomlin say, "Oh, it was all Big Ben." that did it. Tomlin's nothing without Big Ben. Okay, so now, if yes. that's the case, if yes. that's the case, now <laughs> we can see how Tomlin coaches and we'll see yes. what we do, right? And, this and we, is are, the we are team.
2: seeing that too. So so that's a very good point because that was one of their big arguments was saying, well, it was never Tomlin's players for the Super Bowls, which I disagree with. They said it was all Big Ben throughout the 18 years. No, it wasn't. It's a team of 53. You look last week and say... That that's, if it's all only Big Ben, we look back to if it's only Kenny Pickett or it's only Tongue. no, last week it was Presley Harvin with the punt. You know, it's it, these comments are just like well, that That's have... right, like I, the great one
1: says. Um, you know, my Rozowski image from him on YouTube. He's like 2019. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> exactly, man. I was yeah. there. I went to that Bills game, the only color rush loss up until the, the one against. The I know, What are you doing? And honest to God, honest to God. You, I've been to a couple of NFL games before that, but you could tell mm. in college games. But you could tell, you could tell, that Duck Hodges was like not even a third or fourth tier quarterback in the NFL. Now people sitting go, well, Matt, he won a certain amount of games and he played a certain amount of games. It like it was. Like, barely an offense. Like, and you could tell Mason Rudolph, like, should have been in there and be better. He should never be. But, but we
2: lost that a game 17 10, right? Is that right? No? No, nah,
1: no, it was a bit. No, it was like, wasn't it something like 21-12? It 21 12 or 21? I'll find it. I, I, look, I try to block it out of my memory. I try to just remember that, that it was fantastic. The before 17 10, I was right. I was right. There 17-10, we go. 17 yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever it was, right? It, oh, yeah, 19 same margin. Um, you could just, you could just tell. But you look back to that season and games that we were in, and the trading for Minka and all the things that Minka did. Like Minka's a fantastic player, but you have to scheme him into that that defense, and they did that pretty quickly, right? And so I just don't get this narrative of like the fire Mike Tomlin, or you know, well, they shouldn't have started the season off so badly then. And it's like,
2: what are you talking? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like how are these these some of these fans and they and they are very quiet now, so it's quite nice and peaceful, right? It's like you're on <laughs> yeah. holiday, you're chilling out with yeah. your beverage, you know, no one's around, no kids around like that, you know. You get the you reading the nice book or you get the nice cool calm breeze, you know, it's fantastic. But like when the when Tom when the Steelers, Steelers start to lose, it's like a bunch of hooligans come in, you know, a bunch of 19 year olds starting a party. It's crazy. But he needs to be given respect and also like like the guy that I shouted out a few times or every, pretty much every everyone in still nation did. Matt Canada's starting the core new game, and they're actually they're actually executing on plays. The thing is, though, like I've been saying, can they back it up? And they they're starting to. And if they win this game versus the Ravens, right, which I think they can, right? No, Lamar Jackson. Their their team is in a bit of shambles too. They're what, and we'll and get to Paul. the injury
1: report. I know people are talking about injury report in the chat. Yeah, chapter, but so their their teams in there.
2: a bit of shambles. So so if they can build some respectability and win this season, then I don't think they have too much ammo to say, well, fire Tom, because this is one of the hardest seasons at the start of the year. Rookie quarterback. There was a new quarterback in Trubisky. Things we're trying to figure that out, and and and, and Mike Malone's right. If we're winning, they're quiet, hundred percent. But there needs to be some respect given to Mike Tomlin if this trends and he does finish with nine and eight, and or finish ten and seven. Never having a losing season is an unbelievable stat, by the way. That means you're competitive in every single game, or well, most games, unless you get thrashed by the Bills or whatever. But you know what I'm trying to say. You're competitive. I mean, I've in even moved season.
1: on. I've even moved on from the. um Kenny Pickett should have started the season criticism, right? I still believe that. That's my opinion. I thought that completely. I just thought, bring him in. If he if he was the better person, and only the Steelers know, if he was the better quarterback. And obviously, we've seen development over the last four or five weeks, mm-hmm. which just takes time. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I wish that could have happened early. There's the same argument that his confidence could have been killed. I don't know. I just think he's got that moxie. I think he's an older. He's not like he's a 21-year-old quarterback. And he's a 24-year-old quarterback. Like I think it's different. But Mike Tomlin made the decision. Right. And Mike Tomlin has to wear the decision. And he owned the decision with the team. And he copped all the flack when they were, what was it, one and five. Did we get to one and six? And I don't know. It's been such a lot busy last few weeks. Whatever it was, one and five, one and six. Oh, sure. I think it got to one and six, and then we won. It was two and no, it was one and five, and then we and one we five. won two and five, and then two whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the the point, the point I'm trying to make is that Tomlin wore that. The team are bouncing back. The team's getting healthier. They Obviously, you don't plan on losing TJ Watt for as long as he was out for. You also had a very tough start to the season in terms of schedule. And look at the the teams they played are are all up there or are still in playoff contention. Like, particularly like a team like Miami. um, You know, people talking about Tua is potentially the MVP behind Mahomes, right? So or, Or dueling out Mahomes for it. I just, I love where we're at. I love the run home. And, you know... I kind of I kind of in, I think there's a bit of a, even a bit more enjoyment to it like Mark you and I remember the Steelers in when we were a lot younger and the teams mm. in the 2000s and, oh, te- and you know other steelers fans remember the Steelers in the 70s and like they're not that they never been the team that's going to win 14 15 games in a, in a you know in a in a season that's not them and you don't have to do that i mean look at Marty Schottenheim, as 14 and 2 charges that did nothing look at like you know, there are plenty of other teams that have gone 15 and done, you know, got 15 wins and done nothing. You know, Colts and the, and the Patriots have lost in those Super Bowls. Therefore, it's not a successful season by the Pittsburgh standards, right? But my, my thing is getting to the playoffs, If you no matter how you get there, you're in there and knowing how to win. And that's the thing that I'm liking. I'm liking that they're figuring out how to win. And the, there's a lot of young guys that are learning this early. That's how you build a dynasty for four or five years. right? This Let's is the, pick
2: up. Sorry, you finish.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I was just going to say, what we are doing now will help us win the Super Bowl. There are a lot of teams that stuff around trying to get 10 wins and have got uh, always in this constant I'm going to win now mode and they never quite get there because they're not actually thinking about what a long-term strategy looks like. That's all I'm saying.
2: Let's let's pick up on this point. So the comment from the great 103 says, if we win on out, momentum is going to continue next season. We talked about this off-air about 10 minutes ago, but what are your thoughts on the off-season? How can they... How can they improve at certain positions to really take charge if they can finish strong and they win, say they win four out of five games or three out of five yeah, and we're near that that, um, even record or below. And you know what? Also, even if Mike Tomlin gets one game below a losing season, like that's still pretty good. (laughs) Well, it's also an odd, but it's also
1: like you're playing an odd number. That's why I hate the odd games, right? Mm. Just play 18 weeks and have two buys. I I, I just don't.
2: Weird, isn't it? They will soon, though. In the next two years, three years, they'll, they'll make but, it but, but 18. It doesn't make sense. If
1: you have 18 games and 19 weeks, right? Then, and I don't think, I still think you needed about three preseason games as much as people think. That's crazy. I think you need it for conditioning. Like, I don't, I don't, even the buy like before that, I don't, I don't really love that. But the point is, is that most injuries take six weeks on average to heal. If you have eighteen, if you have eighteen games or I mean, nineteen weeks, even if someone you know suffers a fracture, they can be back, and you're going to have to play with the IR rules as well for this. But you with two buys, and it's a twenty game, go. twenty week season, they can, you're going to be back. Like, and I just don't know why we're going to hurry up and get there.
2: So, so my Tom to, to avoid this stat going under. He if he loses two more games, he's going to have a losing record. Yeah, it'll be eight eight and nine, right? Yeah. But then if they beat the Ravens, and I know I didn't answer the same question I asked you, but if they if they beat, if, oh, we didn't go into it. Now I'm just going everywhere. If they beat the Ravens, right? Can yep. can they not beat them again three weeks later? Right. This is the one though that I think, if you look at the schedule of what they've got,
1: that's the one you could see them like because it, it's pretty hard to win five games in a row in the NFL, right? Which is what it will, will be or five seven. Or six games, <laughs> yeah, right. So like. Yeah, because then they go Baltimore, then they go the Browns. I, I kind of think – it's what I said on War Room this week. If you beat them this week, you give yourself a saving grace in in, in week – will it be week 17? It's week 17 mm-hmm. that they played. Them. Yeah, week 17. Um, and But you can't drop Carolina and the Raiders, right? But if you drop Carolina and the Raiders, then you – you absolutely have to have to beat Baltimore again, and I don't think you want it to come down to that. And if they can beat Baltimore both times, well, then I think they go into that Browns game. And TJ, like Deshaun Watson, will regret ever being born if he doesn't
2: already. Really, like I, he I'm didn't play too, think... well, too well. too, no, well, too he well, was last bad, man. I saw Had... one pass that was right to the dirt, and it was nowhere near the receiver. It was really a bad pass. And then the Browns stepped up too. Shout out to the Browns for doing that. The running game stepped up, the team stepped up, and defensive wise they stepped up, right? But if the Steelers can get away with one this week, I think they can win this game, right? Then it tells me they have got four games left. And they they can have a chance to run because I think the the biggest like quote unquote if there were to be a trap game this 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 year or near the end of the year, we probably going to be Carolina. I think because well, well when, might when, <laughs> really might be the Raiders by
1: the time we get there,
2: mate. I I, I think the Raiders game though, man, they're going to be fired up. But I, I had really Falcons.
1: Think. But see, I had Falcons as a trap. At the start of the season, I thought Falcons was a trap when I went through with like Shannon White as well. I was like, they might beat the, they might beat the saints and the Colts, but then they're going to struggle like against the Fal- Like I didn't lose in that Falcons game. And yeah, they only just came away with it, but they probably should, they should have scored a lot more points than they did. But they, but the point is they won it. Right. They're learning. the Young guys are learning how to win. And, and so you talked about in the off season, like, there's going to be many weeks we're going to be able to dissect what that looks like. But I, I, it's like what we've talked about. They're a, really, they're a rock solid tackle, a really good backup running back. People go, What the heck with, with the way mm. Snell's playing? But they're not going to resign. Why would you resign Snell for 2 or $3 million a year, which is what he'll do with the with the vet contracts, right? Versus, and someone else will offer him that, versus bringing a guy in, in let's say the third round, because I think you need a compensatory in the third round that's in previous years would have been a second round pick, but running backs are slipping down in the pro list, right? So let's say you go, you look at that, you go out and you get a, a decent backup running back to Najee, similar sort of stuff, but you go out and you get a really good offensive tackle. You get another really good guard or even a better center than Cole in, in free agency. A, a more, I say veteran, but someone that's post their rookie deal, like top notch, and you go out and get a bona fide number one cornerback. Hmm. Like and you get someone else. Maybe you've got enough money. If particularly if you cut William Jackson <laughs> the, 30, the ten million, you've got enough money for someone that to help Hayward out on the line, or you re-sign Joby if you think he's going to stay healthy. Yep. This team, like, think about if this team could go get nine and eight, or even eight and nine. You make those couple acquisitions, and and Kenny Pickett's improvement and maturity in the offense as well. Um, you know, even if God forbid, and I really hope they don't, they don't do it. But even if you brought back Canada, like you're probably, you've probably got three extra wins on paper just there. We'll
2: make. Well, I, I would, I would start to ask the question: Where is the rebuild? You know, like it doesn't seem like a rebuild. It kind of seems like no, we've rebuilt
1: build. on, the, we've rebuilt on the fly, and that's yeah. what a proper, that's what a like rock solid. You don't want gold, to crash
2: start like, again. franchise.
1: Right? No, that's yeah. why you don't tank. That is yeah. why you don't tank
2: yeah what are your thoughts on the old tanking I can't stand it I can't stand the 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 idea of tanking
1: I don't I'm I the really same because I think it's a culture that it, it, it builds a, a rot that's really hard to beat however if I if you owned well if I see if I owned a franchise I believe in winning right so uh, it's hard to say like <laughs> I understand the philosophy of team building but what I always say is, it depends on the draft class. Like if you had a crystal ball, like you go back to like 2012, rock mm. solid draft class. Like you if you pulled up all those guys right now and you look at all the quarterbacks in that, like 2012, really good rock solid draft class, right? That's why I love, why I think um, NBA 2K games do really well because you can draft guys, you know, in the modern years and by picking the old draft classes. Madden in should the same thing because you've got these draft classes you can look back on and you go, oh, I really like that guy or that, they do really well. But the reality is, and particularly in this year's draft, there's usually only 10 guys in the first round that are top quality, right? That are literally worthy of that first rounder. And the rest is a bit of a gamble. That's why if you look at guys like Taco Charlton drafted before TJ Watt, it's not really had a really great career. Look at TJ Watt. He's going to be a hall of famer. You know, he's going to set the Steelers sack record very likely Equaled the NFL sack record last year. And if the NFL rules were done properly, he would have it standalone outright. Now, Therefore, unless you get the first pick and you truly believe in that guy and you take it, and again, you've got to be a pretty average franchise and you're probably going to be losing, having a losing record for three to five years, even if you do mm-hmm. that. Why would you bother tanking? And I, I've said constantly, and I still believe it Steels have a pick in the top 15 or even the top 20, trade back, get more picks. You know, the Rams can do effing picks. Now they're going to need a lot of picks. Steelers, mm. get them picks. That's my mantra get them picks. And if you look at, I did a show back in February um, about trading back in the draft and the Ravens have done it at two of the four teams because they've done it twice, that in the last eight years have had multiple second and third round picks be from the same draft. So that is, they've had a couple of twos, a couple of threes, or a couple of threes, a couple of fours. But basically they've won at, they're two of the four teams that have had multiple pro bowlers drafted between round two and four in the same year. And it's a big deal with their positive record, right? And so and I mean, look where they are ahead of the Steelers right now. I'm like, yes, that but Lamar gets injured because we all know about running running, running quarterbacks, right? Freudian slip I was just running running backs, right? With him. But but well, what I'm basically saying is that their strategy falls down when it comes to the quarterback position, because Lamar can't do that for 17 games. The Steelers draft well the Steelers develop well I think the Steelers should show a bit more faith and trade back but going back to what you're saying that is exactly why you don't tank because Mm -hmm. you could because even if you're if you're a team that finishes two and 15 or or worse or even three and 14 and and as Ron Schultz says tanking creates culture failure exactly Mm -hmm. what we've been talking about last few weeks but if you're a team that finishes like any like let's call it four and 13 or worse. You need a lot. You probably need five first round draft picks every year for two or three years to get good. And you just don't have that many because you can't acquire that many because you don't have the good enough players to tr- to trade away. Like even the Texans, maybe they, you know, Tunsil can't really be traded because of his deal. You know, there's other than that on the roster pick someone that you really want to trade for, like maybe Damon Pierce, but he was drafted this year in the fourth, third, fourth round, whatever he was in this year's draft. No one's trading more than a third for him. Like that's a problem with tanking. And the other thing is how do you, there's a lot of um, discussion around the NFL. And we've seen a lot this year because we saw it with Chubitsky and a guaranteed number of games. And that stupid narrative around being an, an attractive place for free agents do you think tanking is an sort of attractive place for free agents if they if they know that you lose a couple of games you decide you tank mid year through and also it's like um, you're not fin- it's like quitting out right it's it's even if you unless you get like an injury you literally can't walk it's like even if you can't run anymore in a marathon you I was always taught you walk it out and you finish right oh big time you can't give up on the season halfway through
2: like here's a question just... do, do you think that teams do it on purpose or do you think it's more of a, a fan perspective that they want them to 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 fail miserably to get the number one pick
1: i would love to spend time going back of, of who had the first round pick and how long it took, it took them to win a super bowl mm-hmm. because Like, maybe the maybe you could talk about the Rams doing it well with Goff because what they that all happened in what 2014 or whatever it was, and he 2015 and they were in the Super Bowl, and what was it like 2017 or whatever. But I can't remember anyone in the really in the last
2: because I've only got a decade that
1: has had the first round draft pick and then they've won the Super Bowl within three years of that. So, therefore, what's
2: the point? I've only got one example and that wasn't that wasn't for the first pick, but it was when Doug Peterson, and the Eagles, put in uh Sudfield rather than Hurts. They took Hertz out, right?
1: And yeah. then the
2: other dude, Sudfield came in and he lost the game like completely. And by losing that game, I think the commanders won the division when the New York yeah. Giants could have won it. And um, when that happened, they end up getting their pick, uh, I think, three or four spots, five down, right? Washington got, won it
1: because a- they went in at, they yes, went in. Yeah, Washington won it. They went uh, by, in at by 7 By and putting nine, in the third quarterback
2: over the Hurts, they mm-hmm. should have put Hurts in for the development. Hurts was playing better. He changed quarterbacks for some reason, and then he got found out. And then next minute, the Eagles fired the coach. Now, Doug Peace, I believe, is with, with the Jaguars, right? I think he's at that direction. But what I'm saying is he got found out for doing it because he, he played his lesser quarterback, they found out, and he got he got done. But the Eagles got a. Oh, better and I'm basket. sure the was,
1: ownership. And Doug oh. Peterson's a good coach. I'm sure that was the ownership. I don't. I, I can't like. Tell yeah, but but he but he
2: throughout. went from I think like 14th or 10th or something to seventh, right, or or sixth, right. That's that's how yeah. it worked out. And I was I was watching that game, going, "Oh my!" Like Jalen Hurts was a he's, <laughs> he's playing much better now. But in that game, I was like, "Oh, New York Giants have a chance to win." I felt bad for the Giants fans because the Eagles win that game, the Giants are in the, are in the playoffs. But he put in uh, someone Sudfield or whatever Nate Sudfield or whatever. And he was yeah, Nate awful. Sudfield, like, yeah. He was awful, like beyond bad. Two fumbles, picks, and stuff like that. So, and that's a good point too. Players don't. I love the narrative,
1: yeah, from Sean Manahan on YouTube side. It says players don't tank for their replacements.
2: Uh, look to me, it's just, I just I'm just like I'm kind of sick of it because we are so close. And like you know, you, the title is he Will the, will the Steelers keep the, the flock of wins together? They can. If they can win this game against against no Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens team who can't score points at the moment. Their defense is going to be really hard to go against. But this is a game that's going to be another, like another uh check mark or tick saying, Whoa, our steel is like, starting to get together. Right? It, this is one of those ones where well, at home.
1: Okay.
2: I'm saying at home, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris back there, everyone's starting to come together. Build building that winning culture coming back, you know, back. Uh young group of fellas. I really think if they can win this game, then they can what's that six and seven? Is it? Yeah, yeah, we're close to five hundred. So why not to go for And they've got four games but to man, go. Come on, man! Come on!
1: Imagine this young young team, though. And I think I said it on War Room. I think I said it last. It was either War Room or we said it last week, um, either on the show or after the show. I don't. I know we had the conversation. Um, but Kenny Pickett in his rookie year? going through this adversity will mean a lot in three or four years time when the team are having a tough spot or having a tough spot in the half of the game this is what builds character and leadership um which he's already got in spades but with that we're going to take a break from our sponsor when we come back we're going to look at the injury report it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you
0: win like are you a fist pumper That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What? Because uh, it is quite extensive for both teams, and what that means for this week's game. And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D as always. Marky D, it's our favorite time of this show of the week. It is the injury report. Yes, I'm still continuing to be frustrated by dashes <laughs> and questionables. That's going to continue probably for the rest of the time that Roger Goodell is the commissioner. But anyway, we look at this game. I, I did see that um, a couple of players like Deontay and TJ Watt might be even questionable up until the run-up of the game. Right now, they're questionable. So is Malik Reed, Najee Harris, Chooks. Um, Ogan Joby, Haywood um, are all not listed because they've got the dash with the brackets. It's different from a dash dash, I don't know. Um, but all those all players have full were well, full participants at training today, Friday in the US as we go live to air right now. Um, so even like with Malik Reed, I could imagine with a back injury if he was full practice, he's probably all right. They're just being a bit tentative with it. Um, in terms of chukes, uh, as I say, he was full practice as well. So it was just not listed. TJ Watt, I'm sure they're just resting him up. If he doesn't play, I'm not deeply worried given it's not Lamar. Um, obviously it helps, but if you rest him, if, if resting him now equals three or four wins after this game, then I, I get it. I'm fine with it. Um, Deontay, interesting, because he was limited practice on Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, limited on Friday. It's kind of interesting the narrative of like Pickens wanting the ball after like and going through all of that, and then like Deontay's injured, but that kind of also sucks because that gives the Ravens a bit of a like, well, Pickens wanted the ball. Deontay, um, you know, they're gonna have to balance the offense more, and then now they're gonna throw it to Pickens. So Pickens will probably face a lot of double teams. Um, although Marlon Humphrey, there was sort of a, a joke about on social media about him being like belted by Pickens. Um, I think regardless what we're seeing out of Fremuth means this, this is like, this is time for Fremuth to shine Steven Sims, even a bit of Oshesky. But I also think like the Steelers for the running game, it becomes really important um, for them there to continue what they started doing last week and getting guys like Connor Haywood into the mix. But before we go to the Ravens injury report, what, how do you feel about where we're at in terms of the guys that might be questionable for the game?
2: It's just part of this part, really part of the game, isn't it? At this point of the season, what week 14 in, um, a lot of guys he injured a bit like TJ Watt, he's still pretty, you know, he's he's I guess he'll he'll play right, but he's still playing a bit hurt here and there. But it's week 14, like this, this is the point where everyone's kind of injured, you know, and you kind of see guys getting rest time or Najee Harrison, uh, limited practice stuff like that. But they're going to play like they will play on the day, so I'm not too worried about this kind of stuff. It's only when I see them like not playing or you know, guys like if it's Witherspoon or in his in a guy like him being out for a long time, and you're like, oh no, it's it's a it's a, um an injury that that is going to long you know longer. So I'm not too worried at all, man. I'm really not.
1: Yeah, nice one. On the Baltimore side, um, not listed uh, is Claire Campbell who didn't practice on Wednesday. They didn't list him on Thursday or Friday. Um, they've got him as ah. Uh, this is where things. Annoy me, right? It's and uh, not injury related, I'm presuming with NIR, but they should explain that in the glossary. Well, what's the point of having glossary or not? But anyway, they arrested Claire Campbell, not listed all week. Who knows if he's practice? I, I don't know, whatever. If he's there, the offensive line have to block him. If he's not, he's not like that's the reality of it. Tristan Collin was out with personal. He full practice Friday. You'd think he'd be in. Devin DuVernay, the wide receiver, um, was rested did not practice Wednesday, not listed the other three days. I don't know how you cannot list them. Like there's a million designations. I don't get it. Um, Lamar Jackson, knee did not practice all week. Doubtful. I mean, we talked at the I saw the, the advice that it was a PCL tear. Surely he's not paying on a PCL tear, um, particularly when he not got a contract for next year. Mm. Like, come on. Um, that's just ludicrous. I don't know whether he'll play again this year if they lose in the next two games. Um, Patrick Macari, the offensive lineman um, who's played center for them, did that really wayward one like um, pouncy. I uh, think they've listed him at tackle. He's got a toe injury, did not practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday, full practice Friday. Questionable. I think he'll play if he can. Marcus Peters was rested, but for, through Wednesday, Thursday, um, full practice Friday, I'd assume he plays. Delshawn Phillips, a linebacker, had a quad injury. He was... Limited on Wednesday, Thursday, full practice Friday. This is a depth piece for them. Um, Patrick McQueen, their linebacker has a th- and fast linebacker, has a thigh injury. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, full practice on Friday. I think he'd play. Stan- Ronnie Stanley, their li- their top top end uh, tackle, ankle rest. So he full practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, did not practice Friday. That's kind of interesting to me because I kind of would have expected a little bit of a little bit of the reverse or limited like on Wednesday, full on Thursday, rest on Friday with a loading. So this is quite interesting. I'd be interested to see what happens here with Ronnie Stanley. Um, He might be more of a question mark than – he might be more questionable than it says because he's put – not listed with the dash, but actually to me, knowing injuries, it sounds questionable, but he's not been given the questionable designation. Um, Christian Welch, the linebacker, had a concussion. He was limited on Wednesday, Thursday, full practice, Friday. Um Dar- Darryl Wally, their cornerback, hamstring, did not practice all week. He's out. Um, Kevin Zeitler, guard, knee, um, in knee concern, did not practice Wednesday, Thursday was limited on-, on Friday. I don't think he plays, but he's a really key part of their offensive line. And then Morgan Moses, the tackle that was rumored to be talking to the Steelers as well. I don't know, can't remember whether he came for a visit or not um, in the offseason. But anyway, he was rested, did not practice Wednesday, is not listed. Um, Thursday, Friday, or in terms of game status. So they've got a whole host of different things been, and really A lot of players position. there, mate.
2: A lot of players. I know. Yes, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And their like, offensive line, reporting. too.
1: Like, on this injury report, you've got Makari, who's a starter. Ronnie Stanley, who's a starter. Zitlan, who's a starter. Morgan Moses, who's a starter. Like, they've practically got their offensive line, apart from Tyler Linderbaum, the rookie, who I think is going to get real pressure from guys like Haywood they've got their whole offensive line on this list.
2: I just want to bring up something really really funny and really not relevant, right? So I'm looking at um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at the ESPN stats, right? And I went into the Steelers, if you go into espn.com, Pittsburgh Steelers stats, uh, I go down, I rent, rent down went down right down the bottom, right? Turnover ratio the Steelers have 3, okay? For some reason and if this is plus, plus three, clustering. Yeah, well get this. Our opponents have plus 145. So uh, and I'm not making that what? up. Like you, you you can go on to yourself. You can double check it. You can discount, double check, right? Um, they the our opponents have 145 turnover ratio. So someone on the ESPN uh, team does not like the Steelers at all. <laughs> have a look while you're here. It can't just be me. I swear we've got three, and their opponents of 145 turnovers. Come on, man. What are you doing, ESPN? Someone's written that article or written that. That's time. why I
1: ain't. Tr- <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm a pro football.
2: Are, are you looking it up now or not? It's oh, a, not it's looking at
1: ESPN. Like... I'm How trying to see that? what pro yeah. football reference actually
2: have. Well, yeah, it's not 145. Anyways, there's something for you guys.
1: <laughs> Percentage of drives turning ending <laughs> in an offensive turnover. Baltimore of 15%. The Steelers are 13%. Baltimore are two in the league. Pittsburgh is seven.
2: Oh, no. This is, this is counting all the opponents throughout the whole season. So it's meant it's 145. But how do you, how do you, uh, uh, yeah, I can post. Wait, is like, that I saying just, uh, that,
1: that, that like their opponents in total yeah. have scored? On, um,
2: that's really confusing. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I just, it just boggles my mind how that happened. happen. So uh, that link might work. I don't know if that link will work. Give me a second. I'll put it in the old, the old, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, I you just could send of, people
1: away from the show.
2: Um <laughs> they can always come on? back. What are you doing? I'm, I'm not lying though. I just want to say it's just funny to me. Hey, how, how do you how do you make the error? Well, I guess we made the error of Kenny Pickett too, didn't we? The Steelers made that error too. So um nah, you can always open a new tab with this there's Windows for a reason, mate. That's what that's what uh Bill Gates made.
1: Yeah, no not not on um not if you're on YouTube with the app unless you're paying for
2: it. <laughs> oh, everyone's got two phones. Oh, alright no, right. back to the show. I told you it wasn't relevant. <laughs> I just thought it was funny.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> I want to bring up one from before that I, I wanted to get work into the part one of the show. But it was Sean Munahan that said... Now yeah, I can't find it. Um, he said... Oh no! Yeah, it was Brian Brown. He said, "Would it be, it be awesome if pigeons attack Tucker, causing him to miss the game-winning kicks, sealing the Steelers?" Oh
2: man, win. I, I would say have... yes.
1: Only after he's kicked like a few field goals because I've got him on fantasy.
2: If that happens, okay, okay. what if what if a pigeon goes in there and flies in his face? Do they retake the down? Like as he's kicking it? Yeah, I think they would. You reckon? Is that a, is that a thing? I think hmm. they would. I reckon he's their best player. Instruction the I, on the play. <laughs> I think he he uh, allows him to win so many games. Like, as long as they get to the 50-yard line, he's got a chance. Or 45-yard line, he's got a chance to kick a 50. So, uh, he's one of their best players, really. He wins them so many games, he's like their MVP. Like Dead said, he needs to be the MVP every year. I'm more worried about him than I am the actual offense because they can score some. I know. So, That's
1: why I'm like, this week, with the, I was like, oh, do I bench him and get another kicker? Because I believe in the Steelers' defense this week. And I was like, no, this is... Like, if if they're going to score, if they're going to get over 15 points, he's going to have like six field goals in this game.
2: Sean Manahan says here, they don't re- redo the play when the refs get in the way. That's true too, so... Imagine if they kicked the field goal and the flock, the flock of pigeons, like saved the field goal from going inside the post. Mate,
1: that's very Ted, Le- T- T- Ted Lasso <laughs> when the dog gets killed. Have you seen that? When he takes the penalty shot and he kills the dog, he kills the mascot of the, of the team.
2: Oh no! But imagine that'd be like the, the rarest thing to see. Like because because they, they're going in some bo-
1: Come on, though, they'd call some BS. Well, <laughs> then some BS thing from New York. They call, think about all the things they've caught against the Steelers the last few years that you sit there like, down nah, they'll retake the play. They'll find a way. That'd
2: be so funny though because if they all flew together at once, right? And they just like, uh, you know, man together. They should the train thing. them to do it. Well, you probably could maybe put, put seeds on the post. I don't know. I don't know what you do. To <laughs> put this, like super glue, steal Justin
1: Tucker's like little thing. That he kicks off, like oh, you don't.
2: Oh like, yeah, put seed on that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like home alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When she, when she, uh, when they get covered in sticky stuff yeah. and they put the pigeons on. Like yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. Be better against Burrow though, because that was like home alone looks like Burrow, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it against Justin Tucker.
1: Or well, the whoever is the holder, put it on their
2: gloves when they're sneaking. Well, they are growing in numbers, man. So if they're coming back this Sunday, I don't know if it's getting colder or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think Pigeon Power might be an effect. But um, I, I think actually the Steelers are going to be in effect. I, I can see a good game. Do you think it's going to be hard for the Steelers to run against this team? You know, in, in with the defense.
1: I don't because I think they're going to be more tasked with trying to crush Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah, I I think, and I, I my only worry. Is that the Steelers think that they can
2: um, pass there <laughs> to a victory? They need to run their way to a victory. Welcome, welcome to the 1990s. JJ 52 said Steelers will draft Tommy Pickles in the first year. That's all right. He, you know, it's, like I love how they just bring up random. I love how JJ 52 just bring up random references about like anything. It's like that was dead set in the nineties with his what stew driver. Um, rat. Yeah, man, that's a good show. What a great show that was. I. Did- you didn't like you didn't like it. You didn't like it, did you? You didn't like Rugrats. i watched watch it, it wasn't, you didn't it wasn't like,
1: it. like top-notch you didn't, for me.
2: You didn't like feeling Lil. you didn't like Chucky. You didn't like I found her. it.
1: I found the camera angle. I know it's a cartoon, but I found the angle weird from the way they were on. You the
2: never liked room. the intro, and like but no, like, the intro really
1: was good. I really like the intro. I like the intro.
2: You, did you like uh the incompetent dad Stu that couldn't get anything right? You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like all cartoons, like <laughs> Simpsons and stuff. Um, no, I
2: thought it was good, man. I thought it was one of the one of the best shows I've ever seen when I was a kid, by the way.
1: Kid. I really liked um oh, they probably didn't have an America. at this point bring it up.
2: Um uh, say what is it?
1: Rather twist. Well, no, that's doing really well apparently on like things like Netflix and stuff now.
2: Really? That's an old show,
1: man. I know, but apparently it's doing
2: <laughs> really, really well.
1: Show. It deals with a lot of issues though when you're between 10 and 15 in a in a weird way,
2: though. Like what if you true? if you get a if you get a possum stuck in your out in your outhouse?
1: No, no. Like, <laughs> um, no, when I was a really little kid, I really liked um, that Barbar show. You know, The
2: Elephant? Nah, see, I, don't, I don't I'm not, no yeah. idea what that is. Sort of show I liked. Yeah. And, and G-D-D-D-D I, I, agree I agree with you. Dexter's
1: Lab, Ron Schultz. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah, I, didn't that, show, I,
2: didn't, I didn't watch that, man. I didn't watch Dexter's Lab. I didn't know what, that's what the guy with the glasses. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Dexter's Lab. Do right. you have like blonde yeah. hair or something? No, nah, I didn't see that. It got a little bit far fetched at times. Mm. Anyway,
1: right. I mean, we, we did this a couple of weeks ago. Hopsicle. What's Hopsicle? I don't know. Um, wow. On the defense, though, I feel like every everything's so offensive focused this season for the Steelers. Really is. Really <laughs> is. <laughs> like, for a number of reasons, a lot of narratives. Um, but on the defensive side. What what do you think they need to do here? Because because uh, obviously we a lot of us as still fans feel really confident when they play Lamar and we've got the game the game plan for that.
2: What do you think you about Huntley? You, know you know what? I think Huntley's a good passer. I reckon you gotta get, go and do what TJ what can what does. He needs to to what if he's harass- out though? obviously uh, if, he, if he's out then they gotta feel what what he normally does. They gotta harass the quarterback every single play, get him uncomfortable. Yeah, you can't throw the ball for sixty minutes and come back and win the game if you're getting harassed and hit and knocked over, and you know you got to have a real bit of mentality to do that. Because what TJ Watt does when when there's those uh, option plays start starts, he always goes to the quarterback if he's if he's an outside contain, he always goes out to the quarterback pretty much yeah. nine times out of ten, even if the, he knows the other guy is getting the running back the ball, he'll still tackle the quarterback because that's in a, it's a it's a bang bang play, and I I love when that happens. So. Um, I, I think, I think this, this pressure and not mainly get sacks, but really confuse the quarterback. And I think, cause I don't see him scoring three TDs and I, I went around to some other Ravens podcasts and they were saying too, he can't score his, his highest he's ever scored was two What TDs. were they saying about,
1: I want to talk about Doc Holliday's comment, cause mm-hmm. I actually really agree, but that's why I want, and I'll explain why I agree, but why I said the running game was important. Um. What were they saying about – I haven't had a chance to do any of that this week. What were they saying about Kenny Pickett?
2: I didn't see too too many things on Kenny Pickett. I saw a lot of things focus on Lamar Jackson saying, well, a lot of commenters and, the, and the, the 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 YouTubers I did watch were saying, well, no Lamar Jackson. Well, who is he going to go? And they're saying, well, we're going to follow him to another team. And I saw other things like um, – um, Greg Roman's a bad offensive coordinator, so maybe yeah, they don't in, like him. They don't I'm like him at him. all, Ooh. at all. They're not a fan of this heavy run, this run scheme. They don't like that. They don't like that yeah. they have no receivers, or well, they say they say they, they have receivers, but they're not using them. So, in that said, to Tyler Huntley's only got two TDs. He's never done anything more or less. But I don't mind his play. I think he's got some pretty good play. I really do. People I think say to like pick
1: him. it and look at what the difference is with Pickett in.
2: Well, I, I know. I I think I think he has a he can throw the football down the field. I think he can find the receivers. It all depends if they're gonna do this run heavy scheme with the tight ends, getting Mark Andrews involved, stuff like that. But the Ravens man, are a funny team or funny funny fan base because they are legit. I've read so many comments saying wherever Lamar goes, they will go. And I would never be like that. Like I'm not gonna say where Cameron Haywood goes, I go. No way, dude. Cameron Haywood becomes a Raven, then you're public yeah. enemy number one. But they yeah. there are some fans out there. That and maybe because they are a younger franchise, because they've only been what Baltimore Ravens, what 20, 30 years from wasn't the Browns they used to be or something, right? They changed yeah, their yeah, name and whatnot, yeah, yeah, right. A cult. But there yeah. are a lot of them saying wherever Lamar goes, they treated him wrong, they're doing him badly. Whatever contract he goes to, they're going to follow. And I'm like, really? So the Ravens are going to probably self implode, I think, too, because
1: that's kind of weird yeah. in the NFL, like in the NBA for a long time. I supported a team based on one play. Like I had a favorite player when they moved teams. I wouldn't I'll support them. Right. So I'm a big, I was a big KG fan, which is why I'm a Timberwolves fan now because they decided a few years ago I wanted to be a fan. Right. But then I supported Steve Nash at the Suns. Um, when KG went to the Celtics, that's my dad's team. I didn't want to go for them. Um, I really liked Steve Nash too. So I will the Suns. When he went to LA, I went not. I supported Duran at Oklahoma and then I kind of just watched generally in the league and I decided I really wanted to be a, I'll just be a Timberwolves fan because that was the first team I ever watched. But like, in the NFL, that's a very different thing to do. And I also don't really get that narrative of a player like Lamar. Like, how could you, man, how could you do that? I just didn't, I just didn't I, I, I'm telling
2: you, I did see a lot. I saw a lot of comments saying that and I never really see that in Steel fans say that. So a lot of fans, um, you yeah, know, well, we're think- a proper
1: fan base, man
2: yeah but i saw a lot of fans saying that wherever lamar goes we go and i'm like whoa dude that's crazy so and they're winning eight and four but maybe they know that the kind of season could be is is collapsing yet again because lamar jackson went out last year i called it last year i said lamar jackson and the ravens won't win another game they lost six in a row so here we go this could be a possibility but you know we talked about off air i want to hear your thoughts too but like or hear them again (laughs) right where do you think lamar goes
1: Yeah, uh, I'll just say, like, great take on Schultz on Seattle too. Um, but I, before we get to the more one, I will get there. I want to bring up Doc Holiday's comment. Um, Pickett and Raven's secondary will be key to the game. I think I think they'll not be as successful running the ball as they have, they have the last few games. Doc Holiday says that on the YouTube side. I agree. That's why I was saying about the run game being important. I want to see balance because if Pickett's if, if Pickett sorry has to throw forty plus part like passes in this game. Unless it's for some reason goes next year, and I gosh, I hope it does not because you don't want to be facing Justin Tucker in overtime. Like we're going to have a problem, so that's why I really want to make. I really want the Steelers to make sure they're running the ball to keep the the Ravens' defense honest. Um, right on the. You asked me about Lamar Jackson. Where do I think he's going to yeah. go? To me, because you said need wants to be he probably, he probably wants to be on a contender. Whilst there are a heap of West he did, Coast teams that I could see going in there to play for him, particularly if the if the um particularly if San Francisco don't re-sign Jimmy G, if they, they want to bring Lamar in, like while they figure out what the heck's going on with Trey Lance, then they've got two guys that I think are going to be quite similar. Um even though Lamar's built a lot bigger than Trey Lance. I something to me says the New York Jets, right? Then right. they only need their tight end. Why would you? Why would you do anything else? I mean, the Jets have a good defense. Have Robert Sala. They want to get rid of Wilson. Wilson would give someone for the Ravens to have in the short term and to start changing the overall scheme of the offense. Um, I, I I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Like, I don't know why. And New York with the branding and the money and the sponsorship and him. the lights. Absolutely
2: love him. Out they would him. love
1: him. It would it'd be the glitz and the glamour.
2: Um, and they're a physical team too. They're a physical team uh, on defense now and starting to run the rock too. So that would be a perfect fit for them. And maybe he can start to win some games and win some playoff games too. So uh, I think it'd be, be very interesting too. So yeah, that's my, that's my hot take. But it's, but I'm well, telling right, you, sure of... says
1: Houston. I, I looked at that too, but they don't have enough to they don't have enough to do it right now.
2: Like... Yeah, but but the, a lot of the Ravens fans are saying the season's done because they're not a fan of the offensive coordinator, and they're not a fan of Lamar leaving or, or or you know injured. He could be out for this week or this week and the next, next few weeks. Um, they do believe in Huntley too, and they want to beat us for sure. But at the same time, they're they're thinking they're like, yeah, the season's done. So then maybe they are more fan weather or what you know fair weather than we are. So I can't believe so it. So many comments. It's also funny, like
1: Sean Manahan says his franchise tag. And I know people are saying that, you know, it doesn't matter where he goes, but he is the AFC North. It doesn't actually have an impact mm-hmm. on, on the Steelers. Um, I bring this back to Steelers. I'm never a fan of someone sitting out in the franchise tag. I think it's wrong by the team. I also think it's not playing by the rules. And I think it costs Lad Bell his career by sitting out. But Lamar Jackson... At quarterback, it might actually do him a good do him good to sit out a year, right? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. get his body right and sign a mega deal, like.
2: And this, this the uh, Pedro from Facebook too says this. He makes it definitely Huntley can throw. I've seen him. one hundred percent. Take of the yeah. day, take of the day, big time. He can throw the football. So I mean, I'm, I would rather the Steelers face Lamar Jackson in this game than Huntley because it's the kind of wild card. But I still think the Steelers can win this game. Are we doing predictions or not? Sure. Let's cool. close out the show with a prediction. All right. I'm gonna go. What did I say the other day? I can't remember. Uh 20. Let's go. Let's go a big score. We'll go. Do they crack 30? You reckon? Mm, yeah, no. stuff it. Let's go 31-13. We'll, we'll go a big score. Ow. I,
1: you're not just getting big score, you're
2: gonna split. <laughs> wow. I don't know what I said the other day on another podcast I was like, I can't remember. So 31-13 will do me. That'll be a good time. We get some we get we're gonna uh force Huntley to make some turnovers. Is he, he, a lot of pressure for him coming in this game too. But he played pretty well. I can't well. decide between
1: 26-19 or 26-22.
2: Oh, I like I like 26-22. I like that. Yeah, score. so do
1: I. I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, go that. But, but there's only one touchdown from them, the rest of field goals. For every team? No, 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 no. For, oh. for, for, for <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was every
1: Um, but if the Ravens win, I think the Steelers will literally it'll be something like 31 16. I think so. I think if the Ravens, the Steelers, are gonna go in there and pull out the win, like, and, and the Ravens will keep it close, hmm. or the Steelers are gonna get not going to have the game plan and it's not going to go we'll right
2: see again. that's it man they're going to be hopeful and see what happens really i'm pretty confident but, but we'll yeah see. the
1: stillers will do well man this St- i i i think we're we're on now it's game on and that's the other thing that i love about this is that we're still on the hunt they've had some you know they've got a sniff at the playoffs now that's just they're just gonna go hunt man a hunt, well, Huntley. that's the theme of this game just hunt, <laughs> hunt
2: man we're confident, man, because we we brought up some cartoons today, too. So, you know, that's that the, the podcast is pretty fun like that, bringing up Rug Racks and, and Dexter. We're pretty confident, right? So, we, everything should be fine. We should be well, fine. Every we time we've done that
1: this season, it's
2: turned out. Yeah, fine. And we don't mean to do it. It just comes up. We should, we, we move to six and seven, and the, and the Browns, we need the oh guys, also guys, we need the Browns to win. We need the Browns to so win. So, the know what, interesting scores in the live chat, too. JJ five two 75. Let's go. No, that's Steelers, crazy.
1: story. Mark and I love that. We want him to Rack up a cricket score. Um, or basketball score for you guys. Uh Pedro 17-10. Claude Bishop 16-10. Sean Manahan 23-16. Ron Schultz 17-16 in a nails biter in a nail biter for the Steelers. Oh, I can see that. 27-17 Steelers Mark Malone, very similar to my 26-19. Um, <laughs> Brian Brown, 2019 on a pigeon jet sweep at the end. I love that. Um Craig J Lawson on Facebook says twenty three twenty Steelers. I could see that score. Um, Stealer Girl eight hundred eight says twenty seven twenty two. Jerry Cherry Band says hello Steelers fan. Um, yeah, not bad, not bad, bad at all. What's on your? What's on everyone's? Let's get a bit festive with it. Now we're only almost weeks out from Christmas. Um, I'd love to hear from the live chat. What's your what's your number one? What's on the top of your Steelers, you know, wish list wish list for gifts this this year? What's on yours, Mark?
2: On well, My wish list. Um, Big Ben invite me onto his podcast. That'd be great. Football. Yeah, we, I can't go over, over there, either. but yeah, Why but I can't I go he there? well. No, I mean, like, I've got no money and stuff like that, but like he doesn't do online stuff, does he? He doesn't do, like, stream yard stuff. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. But he's in our realm now, all right? You had your chance in the NFL. But this the our realm. We've been doing this for, like, two or three <laughs> years, so. Look out, Big Ben, mate. Even though it's highly entertaining. I watched the other day, and you know, I would say everyone go watch it. Debo Harrison was on there. God, that was awesome, uh, so you
1: didn't listen to War Room this week. I talked about it because no. I went back and listened to it. I watched oh, about an hour man. and a half. It was like three yeah, hours. It was, I watched man. about an hour and
2: a half. Yeah, I never, I, never, I never watched a full episode of Football or whatever it is, but I loved Football. it. Debo Harrison was in, <laughs> like, I thought it was cool, man. I thought it was such a great podcast. Uh, those two together have such a good relationship. It shows you how good our Steelers were back in 2008, 2010, you know. Those times it was it was fantastic, but Christmas stuff. uh I pretty much I have so much Steelers stuff already. I'm pretty good yeah. pretty good with things like that. I have it's so exciting. much stuff already. Um, if I was gonna say like a, a spur of the moment, I would love to have. I want to get a Heath Miller Bumblebee jersey. That's my next. one. I like that. That's a nice one. Yeah, I like because he had a pretty big game. I think against Washington and Bumblebee. So I liked it to, to match the jersey to the game as well. I like agreeing with that. You know what I mean. Like that. So it's I got like like really really a AB 100%. one, but AB went nowhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted the 1970s away jerseys because um, they're a bit like this with the way the white hits at the hit this, hit the, the seam at the top. Um, but JJ5 too, we're not going into Christmas movies. That's... Next it's, week. It's, <laughs> I'm not next going week. there. I'm not going there. This conversation never ends well with me, with people. Um, Why? All right. Oh, man, we're going to get in trouble from bad for going over. I am a believer that Die Hard's not really a Christmas movie.
2: Oh my right? goodness! And the podcast. And
1: but if you do believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, it is right. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie, and Lethal Weapon is better than Die Hard. That's just my opinion. And it's not. Also, also, it- if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Mean Girls is a Christmas movie. Mean Girls is not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. What about that scene nah. when they're on stage in the Christmas outfits? Nah. You're kidding me, man. Nah, that's You're not kidding a Christmas me. movie. No, no way. No, no. Anyway, you we're going to move on to Jennifer who says I'm in gibberish. Bad point. says I got on my family jerseys.
2: You've just made four bad points. You did, you just rated Lethal Weapons. They're, it's a good movie too, good series over Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, mother man. You're oh, picking
1: man. you're picking Bruce
2: Willis over Danny Glover and Mel Gibson? Heck no, man. I don't know. Okay, you know what? Why are you comparing them anyway? They're both great because films. They're Christmas movies. No. Nah, I I would say I would say Die Hard is a, is a better movie over those two. Bad and times. also, Home Alone is
1: a much better Christmas movie than either I mean. of you, them. You you're gonna say Die Hard's better than Home Alone? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. come on, man! Don't like, do I, that! Don't do that! I just like I That's like a the bad film. take, just,
2: man. There's a there's a part in Die Hard where where Bruce Willis is talking to to the enemy. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know it's him. And the guys like Hans or whatever his name is like acting like one of the civilians and then he does know and they start fighting each other that's a great christmas theme i'll
1: tell you a bad christmas movie why don't we flip the script right it's a bad christmas movie like star wars christmas special i've never seen it never seen it no most people haven't and it's a good thing (laughs) sean manahan
2: (laughs) you know i'll tell you what when i don't like that much overly is the grinch not a fan of the grinch which one? I
1: like the cartoon. Nah, the,
2: the the Jim Carrey. I'm not a fan of the whole the, the whole thing about it. I don't just don't like it. Why? I don't know. I just don't. I just I just think Jim Carrey can be a good actor in some things, but in my opinion, that's just like overact. I don't know. I just kind of like don't. I just maybe because he's so green and tall. I don't know. I just don't really like the idea about it. I find a bit. I don't know if I'd let my kid
1: watch the not the cartoon. Like, but then the cartoons can be quite horrifying as well. So this the first half an hour of that movie. God, we're way off topic. at The moment, that first half an hour of that movie isn't like is a little bit whacked out. Like I, I don't know, I don't know whether I just, I just my, don't like his like smile. And, before they're seven or eight years old, watch that.
2: It's I'd rather cool. see Bruce Willis tear down a whole tower of bad guys than the Grinch's smile. Let's put it that way. We'll talk about this hang, next week. Hang on, what? <laughs> Did you say that again. I just think Dyad's a good movie in general. I don't know. I just, I just, no, I don't... I'm just
1: saying it's not the best Christmas movie. Uh, okay. I've moved on from fighting people that it's not a that it's not a Christmas movie.
2: Uh with, with that being. I so a Christmas movie should be about Christmas, not at Christmas time. <laughs> that's my point. Obviously. Not about one man, a solo man going and saving the world. That's Christmas. That's That's like Christmas at like with your family. It's fighting Save going everywhere. Look, we are way off topic. We need it. We, we, we're now fired. We're fired now, Maddie. We need to end the show. All right. Well, with that, we are going to close out this week's
1: <laughs> Town Under. I'm Maddie Peverill with Nike D, as always. Go Steelers.
0: 18 plus.